A sound voice with Digico. Hello and welcome to the Headliner Radio podcast. Today we're talking to John Lewis. He's a monitor engineer for Pink and her band and has been for a while now, actually. Uh, John, how's it going, man? Yeah, very good. Very good. Thanks, Phil. Oh, good. Good stuff. It's. Um, I know you've appeared on the pages of Headliner a few times before, haven't you? So um, it's it's great to yeah. finally get you on the podcast now to kind of delve deeper into what you do. Like, Yeah, it's good to be on. I've listened to uh, quite a few that you guys have put out and uh, it's nice to have a connection in these strange times back to fellow engineers and uh musicians and things that uh you don't get to see on a, a you know on a, on a yearly basis now yeah yeah how are you how have you scott been keeping at the moment are you managing to to stay busy throughout all this kind of madness yeah i think just you know i think just like everybody um dragging your feet a little bit and uh wishing you were back out on the road but finding other projects and other things to be involved in and uh, jobs around the house just to keep yourself busy until hopefully yeah. we can go back and continue yeah for sure is that something you're really missing at the moment kind of being out there yeah. doing your day-to-day i think so i think for all of us it, uh, you know it causes it's such a part of your life and part of your uh, personality and your makeup of of the way that you live your life and the way that your family lives its life yeah suddenly to be stuck in one place for this length of time i think it's the first time i've ever been actually rooted in one place for this length of time and it's yeah. a bit weird yeah. But it's um, slowly getting used to it now. I think I was a, like a fish out of water initially, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's like, got better. Yeah, like I'm you say, ev- everyone's kind of getting used to it and adapting a little bit now, um, which is yeah. which is um, just kind of out of necessity, really. Have you, uh, I don't know, have you picked up any weird hobbies or anything like that, you know, being at home? No, I mean, the garden's looking fantastic, and uh, <laughs> I've taken a lot of pride in, in my lawn which the dog seems to want to dig yeah. up constantly. But besides that, uh, yeah, just pottering around the house, spending time with the family. Yeah, um, yeah. I have like another side of my business as well, as well as touring that we um, look after a number of uh, new uh, bands. Okay, so okay. getting involved with that of, uh, you know, online sessions and um, getting them in and out of the studio, recording new material. Yeah. It's been good to be able to concentrate on that side. Cool, cool. Have you had anything to do with like some live stream gigs or anything like that? Because obviously that's something that um, a few artists and, and bands have been exploring to kind of yeah, keep, I mean, keep that connection with the fans. People doing, initially, people doing them from their own houses and things. So it was uh, a matter of scrambling equipment around to, you know, the singers' houses and things just to get them able to to stream and, and do some of those, yeah, you know, little acoustic sessions from their houses. So that was really cool as well. It was, you know, it was nice to go back to basics and put little packages together and yeah. explain to people how to plug them up and yeah. you know, what they should be doing, which was, uh, it was nice. It was like going back to school in some respect. <laughs> great stuff. Great stuff. So Pink's one of those artists who usually is, is just kind of touring constantly, isn't she? What's, yep. what's that been like for you? Is it, has it been pretty full on over the last few years? Yeah, we, we, we had a long period of a promo before we started the tour. So we were, I think it was almost, two and a half years that we did really from yeah. promo into then two years of touring. Okay. Um, and I mean, with her, the, the promo shows are always quite different and spectacular with the theatrical aspects, mm-hmm. circus aspects that are into the shows. So we did shows where she would fly through the air. We did shows where she was suspended on the side of the Hilton hotel in downtown LA wow. yeah. uh, and all of these while singing live. So uh, it's always an interesting, um, period of, of uh, promotion because you know you're dealing with 
different things from an acoustic set yeah. around a, a nice swimming pool in Malibu uh, to dangling from the side of a building. That's so, cool. it, you know, the, the technical constraints is, is interesting and it keeps you really sort of uh, uh, different and focused. Yeah, for sure. It throws up a fresh challenge every time, really, I guess, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. What's it? Um, what's it? When did you first start working with Pink and the Band? Because you you said there was two years of promo and then two years touring, so that was two thousand eighteen, two thousand nine. Yeah, no, six months of pro- six months Sorry, of promo, six months and then of two promo. years of touring. Yeah, yeah I joined yeah. in the last. I joined in the last tour, so that would have been around five years ago now, maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and I joined half halfway through the tour, right? Uh, where we decided to go to a two desk setup. Okay. So I came in and uh, look after her uh, solely. Yeah. And then yeah. we moved another desk. Uh, there's a guy called Horst who's uh, been yes. around the organization for a long time. Horst, uh, he looks after the band and any guests or anything like that we have coming in. Yeah. So my sole thing is is purely on her. Okay. Okay. And her needs through the show. So about five years, you must have built up quite a nice relationship with, with Pink and, and the band now. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really good organization. It's a it's a very family based organization. You know, she has her family out. Everybody gets on very well. There's yeah. a lot of people that have been yeah. there a long time. So, you know, some of the band members have been there since the very beginning in club shows with her and things. So it's it's something that's evolved and it's a very sort of family atmosphere around yeah. it all. You know, there's no uh, the hierarchy is uh, not that yeah prevalent yeah that's nice that's nice because obviously you know she's kind of the the main event but it's nice that um that, that it's that kind of setup um behind, yeah i mean behind everybody eats together everybody hangs out together it's you know it's not an us and them thing at all it's it's, a, it's really nice to be part of that yeah yeah and what's it like working with her day to day is it kind of quite 100 mile an hour or do you just you know walk into a venue set up and get on with it i mean it's 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 good fun because it, because of that aspect that you're, you're you're touring with your friends, your mates, your mm, you know mm. your people that you you get on with, the people that you hang out with when you're not touring. So it's really nice in that respect. And I mean, the shows are obviously the the uh, the, the flying and all of those type of technical yeah, parts of the show. Yeah. You know, everybody has to be supremely focused because of the safety aspects and. Um, you know the technical needs that are re- required for those sort of uh, gags and stunts. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's a full-on day. I mean, they're long days because obviously there's a lot of stuff to get in with the regular light, sound, video, but then yeah. all of the uh, extra flying stuff as well. How long does that usually? Obviously, it depends on the venue, I guess. But how long does that usually take to set up? I suppose the the audio visual kind of element um, is pretty quick compared yeah, to all the kind quick. of I mean, physical. The, the, yeah. The guys who look after all of the the the, you know, the flying aspects, they they're in at like six in the morning. It's yeah, a, it's yeah. a pretty good package together now. It's the same um, people who have been with her for a long time, yeah, so they're yeah. very much used to getting it in and out in a day. Got it down to a T now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and then when we went into stadiums, obviously the distances and things involved in that. Yeah. With yeah. the flying from the front to the back of stadiums is, uh, you know, the big difference. Yeah. Yeah. We um we did a nice interview recently actually with with Eva Gardner who is of oh course, yeah, Eva, yeah who is of, of course Pink's bassist you I guess you yeah. must know her pretty well too very well yeah 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 nice how, how long has she, how long has she been with Pink actually it must must well, be she's been while, very yeah she's been yeah. there a long time From at least yeah. ten years longer than yeah. I ever think so maybe yeah, yeah. fifteen close on fifteen years probably yeah 
when was the last time you were out on the road with those guys um with we finished off in we did the country music awards last year so that would have been around october time okay then um there's a few of us who were involved with share as well so we moved across onto that Mm-hmm. Um, and and then that finished on the 14th of February, uh, 14th of March, when it all sort of came to a halt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, were there and were there plans to tour this year as well? Was, was there like stuff in the pipeline for 2020, 2021? That's obviously, like you say, all just come to a halt. Yeah, not really. There was uh, uh, with regards to Pink, it was pretty much a year off, um, as far as I understand. So okay. uh, it sort of. Uh, yeah, there was nothing based on that, touring-wise. Right, right. And and when, you know, you've done some of these big award shows um, and festivals and stadiums, you know, you must have done a huge range of venues now. What's kind of been, for you, like the standout, um, the standout tour or the standout performance or just a really cool gig that you did uh, that just, yeah, really kind of sticks in your mind? Um, I loved it. We, we did the Oscars. Uh, we did a, a an Oscar show with her when it was uh, an anniversary of uh, Wizard of Oz. So we did okay. uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And that was quite interesting to go in as a musical artist into, you know, uh, an award show, which is not uh, known for its musical performances. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was really interesting to go in and working with the uh, orchestra people who were like based in another building yeah attached to the theater and things and it, it, it's quite uh interesting to watch how different but how similar as well uh those type of award shows are compared to what we're used to with grammys or mtvs or yeah. things like that yeah yeah I can and imagine. then we also did we also did the super bowl as well where um pink sang the national anthem and that was quite interesting just to see the whole uh organizational around such a you know such a big national event for america yeah yeah, like hugely high profile, right? Like, oh, um, just, yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, the security and the uh, the infrastructure around it, you know, just around our small part of it being yeah. at the start of it, uh, it was uh, it was it was brilliant to be part of. Actually, it was a really enjoyable day. I can imagine. I can imagine. Tell us a little bit more about your your main monitor setup in terms of um, you know how it's arranged because it's it's quite complex, isn't it? Um, your, you know, yeah, I mean, the, obviously the desk split issue uh, that we have um, with the band doing uh, on one desk and then uh, uh, Pink on another one. Yeah. Um, so the band is on a uh, Yamaha PM10 uh-huh. garage. Uh, and then I use a Digico SD7 okay. uh, along with the front of house, uh, Dave Bracey at front of house. And we share a network then. So me and Dave are on the same input uh, stages. Okay. So we share inputs and... Um, it allows us to be able to bounce stuff back and forth to each other, uh, whether we have, you know, backups of things or effects or anything like that, that we want to be able to, to send to each other at a click of a button, which is, which is a great, great feature of being on the same network. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How long have you been using the SD seven then? Um, well, I was, I used D fives before that. And so it was a natural progression to move on to, to the, I've, you know, it's always been my desk of choice, really. Okay. Digicode. So it was a uh, natural progression to move on to it. I think we moved on to SD7s pretty early doors, actually. Okay. Pretty early doors of when they came out, yeah. Like you say, just that natural pro- progression, I guess you were used yeah, to Yeah, I the... mean, it's a surface, you, you know, you're used to the layout, the the, the structure of it and things, and it and, and it's, it's, it can do everything that you want. So it uh, doesn't matter how complex or simple you need it. 
yeah you can create a, a workflow that it's good for you yeah and what kind of processing do you use are you kind of using the internal effects on there as as well internal as... effects i normally have um uh one external reverb uh, okay or you know if you have uh, uh, one or two but mainly one for vocal okay so um i use Procasti m7s for that and then um everything else really done in the board okay um apart from uh, a multiband compression on the output just to give me a little bit of sort of finalizing type of uh you know tidy up polish the yeah. end of the yeah. thing yeah and how, how do you feel like it fits into your workflow do you, do you feel like you've kind of got that down to a t now with the with the digicode desks yeah yeah very much so i mean you know you're always learning that's always the good thing about it because they are so much stuff in them and especially with like the launches of the quantum and things like that that it's uh i love that when you go to like a festival or something and you're looking over the shoulder of an, uh, another engineer and <laughs> you're going like, why is he doing that how is he doing that <laughs> and you ask and share tips and you know the way that they approach a kick drum signal or yeah. whatever and it's there's so many ways and uh, differences of doing it it's really good i love that they've been able to share that information and um and learn yeah you know, learn every day yeah absolutely and you tell us a little bit more about the vocal chain because obviously you like you say she's you know she's flying about all the time doing these yeah. you know crazy acrobatics but her voice is spot on um yeah and, and there's no uh, that's something that always surprises people you know there's no track there's no um there's no miming everything is sung live yeah it's um, insane we, so we which which is crazy i mean how you can sing upside down while spinning round yeah and you know not sound out of breath or like you you know gasping for breath I, mm. I i just don't understand and it amazes me every time of listening in but um yeah so we use sennheiser so we have uh, the new digital uh, sennheiser system as a handheld okay and then we have worked with sennheiser over the years to develop a special uh, custom in-ear headset mic combination piece okay where the headset mic is connected to the actual in-ear mold right which allows that when she moves her head around, that the microphone moves exactly with her. The okay. arm is measured to the curvature of her face, uh, so it doesn't move. It's in the, the optimum prime position every time that she moves. Yeah. Also, it allows it's detachable, so that we can, in a quick change, when we move into a handheld, mm -hmm. we can uh, detach it, come off, um, and it just looks like a regular in ear. Uh, and then when needed before flying, when harnesses, et cetera, are getting fitted, we can fit the microphone on quickly yeah. and we're ready to go with a headset mic. Okay. I mean, okay. it's, it's amazing. And, and, uh, the sound quality of it is, is unbelievable when she's flying in front of the PA, you know, the, the, oh. the lack of potential feedback or anything like that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And how does, when, when you're using the vocal mic and the, and the IMs, how, how well does that kind of talk, uh, communicate with the Digico desks? Um, cause obviously it's like I say, it's kind of immaculate when it translates. Yeah. Through. And, and the fact that the fact that she only wears one in here. So I, I have like another 34 wedges around the stage as well. So the ability to be able to, you know, uh, split vocal channels so that I have one for wedges, one for ears, mm, mm. um, different EQs, obviously, on each day, and different processing for each of those uses as well. I mean, that uh, the ability to put anything anywhere on the desk gives me uh, my workflow. You know, it, it makes it much easier to 
to deal with. Yeah. And make, it's kind of really flexible in that sense as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, super flexible, super flexible. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, these shows that, that she does, they're, you know, I've watched obviously quite a few of them and, and they're just these huge bombastic kind of spectacles, aren't they? There's so much going on. Um, yeah, it's all good to be part of them. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you know. It's amazing. Like, sh- surely that kind of thing, I mean, maybe not, but what I was just curious to know what kind of challenges that, that kind of show throws up for you on monitors. And I mean, yeah, the, you know, frequency-wise and things in large arenas or stadiums being able to to get coverage from a microphone or uh an in-ear system to you know right to the back corners it takes a lot of planning and a lot of uh trickery to be able to get that type of coverage um and also from her perce- her uh, perspective obviously she's in a different location for each song whether it's upside down above the main stage out on b stages above the audience so her needs are very different as well whether she needs more uh, guitar for pitching or more drums for um, timing references and things like that. So it's, it's all, um, it's very constantly evolving. You know, it's hands on the faders mixing to the position that she's in and creating the best possible uh, mix of her needs where she is at that given time. Yeah. Yeah. With the Digico, well, with the, with the D7, um, what's kind of like the most you know your go-to feature like the things that you really like most about the desks in terms of like their features and their capabilities because obviously you said you know quantum um the processing power is just uh, you know what, what do you like most about them yeah i mean like the nodal processing has been it was quite good we moved to quantum halfway through the tour so right you know okay you, uh, get getting deep into um some of the processing within the quantum has come later on other projects but particularly on that things like the macros and things being able to, you know, do complex changes with a, with one hit of a button and customizing those changes so that they, you know, unique to, to your needs for that particular song or that particular position or mm-hmm. um, what you, what is required at that moment is really good. I mean, that's, that's a, a really good feature, which I always love building. Yeah. Maybe yeah. slightly overcomplicated macro sometimes. Okay. Yeah, it must be really weird for you, like not being out, uh, you know, doing your doing your day to day at the moment, um, you know, talking about all this stuff um, and not having done it for a little while. Um, it's weird. weird. Like, I was thinking of before coming and talking to you, like thinking about, you know, when you, you're so used to talking about numbers of uh, this microphones or these equipments and things like that. Yeah. It's been so long. I'm starting to question myself whether that is <laughs> the actual piece of equipment and things. It's going to be so weird going back. I'm sure when put you put your hands on the desk it's going to be you know like riding a bike but um, yeah i'm sure i think i think there'll be a lot of us a little nervous on that first day back at school <laughs> when is that going to be do you have any any inkling at all when that might be i mean i have nothing i have nothing in uh, in the diary as yet everything is um you know completely put on hold yeah um yeah. i think until you know, until we start seeing an arena level shows coming back, I think a lot of us will be. Oh, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, she, she doesn't play small shows anymore. So it's no, it's, and, you know, I'm, I'm quite lucky that a lot of the artists that I look after, the other artists are of that level, but in some respects, it's now going to be, I think, uh, a slight, uh, <laughs> millstone around your neck because it's, you know, the, 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 the club shows or the theater shows are obviously going to be the first ones back. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Maybe it's time to look for a new young band. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of um, what venues do you do you enjoy playing most? 
because um, obviously, you know, Pink's played uh, all kinds of venues, theatres, uh, stadiums, concert yeah. halls, you know, award shows, all that kind of stuff. What's kind of like, what do you enjoy most? I, I love the spectacle of being in a, a stadium. I mean, whether it's shows with her or whether it's with ACTC or Paul McCartney or any of those that I've been lucky enough to work with over the years, that it's those moments where there's, you know, 100,000 people all yeah. focused on that one person on the stage singing along. I mean, those are amazing moments. But, you know, in a 100-seater club where it's everybody is drenched in sweat <laughs> and it's, you know, really loud and gnarly and in your face, the energy that you get from that is equally as, I think, thrilling to whether you're mixing it or whether you're performing or whether you're watching it as an uh, audience member. Yeah, absolutely. And what else have you kind of got going on at the moment? You said, um, what, who else do you work with? You mentioned Paul McCartney and, um, and ACDC. Paul McCartney, uh, yeah, did that f- uh, for a while. Uh, ACDC, uh, Pink and Share. So ACDC, Pink and Share have really been my sort of uh, acts over the, maybe the last 15 years now, where one of them has really rolled on to the next. So I've been very lucky that once one tour is finished, uh, the next one picks up. And yeah. Yeah. And, and move around the world with them. It's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. John, it's been so nice to talk to you today, man. Um, and yeah, thank, too, man. thanks for joining us on the show. Um, it's been great to obviously, like I said, having, having learned about, um, you know, read a bit about you in the pages of headliner before it's nice to, to actually kind of dive, dive deeper into this stuff and, um, and, and talk about your workflow and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's been really nice. Thanks. It's been a pleasure speaking. All right um yeah so best of luck with every, obviously things fingers crossed will be um the cogs will start turning and, and getting back to normal soon um with regards to to live gigs and stuff so hopefully um hopefully you'll be able to get out on the road soon and uh and uh you won't have to worry about the dog and the dog ruining your lawn <laughs> fingers crossed i mean there's no guarantee that you you know that won't still happen but um yeah no that's true i just won't know about it that's the difference <laughs> exactly exactly all right um best of luck with everything john and uh thanks again so much for joining us on the headliner radio podcast thank you all right you take care yeah thanks man cheers bye-bye bye-bye headliner radio supporting the creative community